What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Alabama versus Texas at 11 a.m. One of the biggest early games of the season could be a breakfast game. Also, ABC and ESPN announced some game times for some of the bigger games this season. College game day will not be in an SEC game for week one. We got tons of other news from transfers to recruiting and much, much more. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Make sure you go subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We're going to have tons of great video stuff coming to you all throughout this summer as we get ready for another football season. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked On SEC on YouTube. Just pull up the YouTube app on your phone, search Locked On SEC, press subscribe, you're done. Um, I won't ask anything more from you. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. One of the biggest non-conference matchups of the early 2022 season is happening in week two. That is Saturday, September 10th, when Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide, reigning Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young, and company are going to head out to Austin, Texas to take on the Texas Longhorns. It's going to be a fun matchup. You know, we've had so many of Saban going against his former assistants. Yet another one, and this is an early preview of Texas, who's coming to the SEC very soon. They'll get an early taste of what SEC life will be like playing Alabama. Well, uh, on Monday, Fox tweeted out that they are getting this ball game on September 10th. So what does that mean with Fox carrying the game? Well, Fox has their big noon Saturday lineup, which is included with the big noon kickoff. Now, that's noon Eastern. But it is sounding more and more like this is going to be an 11 a.m. Central Time game. And a lot of fans are not thrilled. There were some people taking to social media saying, yeah, good luck with that. Don't make this an early game. Joel Klatt from Fox Sports even tweeted out, don't act like you guys don't know what's coming. Hashtag Big Noon Saturday. It is literally in the name. So for any Alabama fan thinking, man, we'll make a whole weekend of it. We'll go to Austin. Spend some time in Texas. Look, you can might as well book your flight for Saturday night. Be on a plane, head back to Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, wherever you're going. Because this game is going to be at 11 and be over by 2.30. I will say, a lot of Texas fans I've seen are fine with it. They're used to the 11 a.m. Central game. They play Oklahoma, their biggest game of the year every year, the Red River rivalry. They play that game over in Dallas at 11 a.m. So it's no big deal for Texas. They're used to getting up for these early games. It's just not what we like to do in the SEC, right? Typically, most people like the night games. Bama, Georgia, LSU, all the big dogs, they want night games. Or, worst case scenario, you'll take the 2.30 CBS game, which is prime time. And by the way, by the time those 2.30 games typically end, 
with all the commercial CBS airs, it usually is a night game by that point. Nobody likes the 11 a.m. SEC Network games. No disrespect to those teams, but typically Mizzou Vandy is the 11 a.m. game on SEC Network. That's what we're used to. Alabama, Texas playing at 11 a.m. is a travesty. Fox should really reconsider that time slot, figure out some way to get that in prime time. Probably not possible at this point. But Alabama, Texas, 11 a.m., not what we want. And particularly when this matchup happens when Texas permanently comes to the SEC. If Texas is any good or supposed to be as good as they think they are, that game will typically be a night game. So just something we are going to have to deal with. Now on Tuesday, ESPN and ABC announced some kickoff times for some of their other big games throughout the season. Georgia and Oregon, they're going to open the season in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Kirby Smart and Dan Lanning taking the field at 3.30 Eastern on September 3rd. That'll be on ABC. Game will be the first glimpse at Georgia's defense without Dan Lanning as he helped uh, coach up that defense as good as they were last year on the national championship team. Now, some other games that are happening. The nightcap on ABC, so it'll be a doubleheader on ABC on opening Saturday. Notre Dame at Ohio State. Now, we're locked on SEC. Neither of those teams are SEC teams. But what they did announce is College Game Day is going to be in Columbus for that game. So for the first time in seemingly a while, ESPN's College Game Day will not be at the venue where an SEC team is playing in week one. I just found that interesting. I thought it would have made sense send game day to Atlanta for the Chick-fil-A kickoff. You can cover Georgia, the reigning national champs, going up against Oregon, who's probably going to be a top 25 team. You got Bo Nix there. You got Dan Lanning there. You got tons of great storylines. I just thought that would have been great and very respectful for the Georgia Bulldogs, the reigning national champs. Instead, everybody's buying in on Notre Dame again, thinking they're going to be a relevant team. I just caution everyone. We saw Marcus Freeman in the bowl game. Is this job too big for him? Is he in over his head? First-time head coach. I think we're discounting. Too many people are discounting how good of a coach Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame. Think of where they were before that. Charlie Weiss. Uh, Kyle Whitting. You know, it's been a hard time coming. A long time coming for Notre Dame to be good. And Brian Kelly made them good. Made them nationally relevant. Can they continue under Marcus Freeman? I have my doubts. We will see. But wouldn't be surprised if C.J. Stroud and company run roughshod on Notre Dame on that opening weekend. And, hey, look, college game day, enjoy not being at an SEC uh, venue. You're going to meet a lot more as the season rolls along. One other scheduling note, uh, Tennessee, it was announced on uh, Monday that uh, they announced a non-conference opponent for 2023 that the Vols will play in Nissan Stadium. Tennessee is going to meet Virginia to open the 2023 college football season. That'll be Saturday, September 2nd. Uh, Tennessee was originally scheduled to begin next season against BYU and Provo, Utah. But this contest played in-state versus Virginia replaces that game. The Vols last played in Nissan Stadium in December, the Music City Bowl against Purdue. And that was a very highly rated game, very uh, competitive and fun to watch. But uh, that'll be one to watch. And one other interesting note for that game, Will Arch Manning be in Virginia? He, it is listed among one of his schools that he's considering. If he ends up choosing Virginia, Arch Manning will take on the Tennessee Volunteers 
in 2023 as the starting quarterback for the Virginia Cavaliers. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Arch is still uh, choosing between Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. But we shall see. Crazier things have happened. All right, that is the latest uh, when it comes to uh, football game news. When we return, we'll get into some actual football roster news among uh, around the SEC, including some transfer portal things, some recruiting notes. We're going to get all into all that in just a second. But want to remind you about our friends over at Built Bar. If you have not tried the birthday cake puffs, you need to go check them out at Built.com right now. You just um, have to go try them. We just got our birthday cake puffs in recently. Never had anything like it before. They're available right now. We can't promise you they're going to be there tomorrow, so go get them today. If you haven't tried it, uh, a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, make every day your birthday with Built Bar's birthday cake puffs. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein packed in there, 9 grams of sugar. This limited time flavor, an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. Uh, they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Uh, you're looking for a post-workout treat or just something to replace some of that junk food you eat in the afternoons. Built Bar is the way to go. Go check them out, Built.com. And when you find something you like, use our promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com and go get those birthday cake puffs right now at Built.com. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out our Locked On NBA Big Board with Raphael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter, joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, Leif Doolin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's jump back into it. So we've got plenty of stuff still to get into going on around the conference. And just a quick note, Ajay Hall, who obviously was a big five-star receiver at Alabama, ended up going over to uh, Texas this offseason, entered the transfer portal, committed to Texas. On Tuesday, it was reported that Ajay Hall had removed all mentions of the Longhorns from his social media. So Hall not listed on Texas's online football roster. Don't know what's going to happen with him, but clearly somebody helped this kid. <laughs> figuring out what's the best decisions for him because I said this and I'll say it before if Nick's if Nick Saban can't get you to focus and do what you got to do I don't know Steve Sarkeesian is going to be the one to do I don't know if any other coaches in college football are going to be the one to do it interesting note looking around uh college football Dan Mullen uh obviously a guy who's been out of uh college football now being uh, let go of his duties over at Florida. But Dan Mullen going to jump into the high school ranks. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, Dan Mullen plans to stay involved uh, in football, but this time on the high school level in the state of Georgia. There was some confusion over the weekend about Mullen's specific involvement, but the school, Lake uh, Oconee Academy, they released a statement saying Mullen, he will not be the offensive coordinator, but instead will be a contributing resource for the school's football program. The uh, school did confirm that. So, man, great resource to have for a high school, Dan Mullen. Uh, he has a vacation home in that area. 
currently resides in Greensboro after he left Florida. So we will uh, see what he is able to do to help out at the high school ranks. I think his son goes there as well, so makes sense. But Dan Mullen, some people thought, is he going to get back into coaching this year? Is he going to do broadcasting? Sounds like he'll be taking a year off from uh, college ranks, period, to go help out on the high school ranks. Over at LSU, Brian Kelly, he has got a quarterback battle going on, a four-man quarterback battle between Miles Brennan, Garrett Nussmeyer, uh, Jaden Daniels, and Walker Howard at LSU. No starter was named following the spring, but with a uh, TV interview with WAFB in Baton Rouge this week, Kelly was asked if he didn't name a starter in order to keep the other quarterbacks from transferring. He said, well, certainly that's an unintended consequence. I don't think we went in there with that game plan that let's not, let's get this thing muddied so nobody can transfer. Here's what happened. We needed to put a new offense in. That offense really needed to take precedence over fitting it towards any one particular quarterback. The reality is each one of them has a different skill set. So what will happen now when we go to, into camp is the real work begins. So the separation will take place in preseason camp. A lot of people think it is really down to a two-horse race between Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer, and Miles Brennan, the sixth-year senior Though Garrett Nussmeyer really turned some heads throughout the spring. He was a freshman last year. So it's going to be very interesting to watch that quarterback battle at LSU, at Ole Miss, at Auburn. Plenty of uh, A&M, plenty of great quarterback battles going around the SEC this offseason. In some recruiting news, Billy Napier getting some news as Bryce Lovett, a six foot five, 330-pound three-star offensive tackle recruit, the number 61 offensive tackle in the class of 2023 has committed to the Florida Gators. He uh, told 24-7 Sports, it's the relationship I have with the new coaching staff and what they're trying to do. I got like five O-line coaches. They're so dedicated to the offensive line, it is crazy. So that addition moved the Gators up to number 30th in the 24-7 Sports team recruiting rankings, jumping the likes of Alabama, Clemson, Nebraska, Iowa State, and others. It's very early, but... Good get so far for Billy Napier and the Gators. Georgia's recruiting class getting a little bit of a bump. Uh, the 2022 class, I should say. It's because a player uh, com who committed to the Bulldogs for their 2023 recruiting class has decided to reclassify. Four-star cornerback Marcus Washington is going to join Georgia this summer instead. The Bulldogs were not done with the 2022 class, he confirmed to Dogs 24-7. He plans to forego his senior season and enroll a year early at Georgia. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, he'll be on campus in a couple of weeks with the rest of Georgia's signees following graduation. He was the number eight cornerback in the 2023 class, number five overall recruit from the state of Georgia. So uh, he confirmed via his Twitter page he will be joining Georgia early. So congrats to him. Marcus Washington could factor into the secondary for Georgia this fall. Uh, speaking of Brian Kelly a minute ago, LSU, they picked up a recruitment this week from four-star in-state 2023 running back Trey Holly. Uh, Tigers also kept that momentum going and picking up four-star cornerback Dalen Austin out of the state of California. He took to Twitter on Monday afternoon to announce his commitment. He's the number 16 cornerback in the class of 2023, number 11 overall recruit from the state of California. And some transfer news. A couple of guys over at South Carolina entering the transfer portal. One of them, EJ Jenkins, a two-star player out of the state of Virginia. He took to Twitter on Monday night to reveal he has committed to Georgia Tech. 
Meanwhile, Devontae Davis, who started his career in the JUCO ranks, uh, transferred to South Carolina midway through the 2019 season. Now, uh, with him having one final year of collegiate eligibility, he is hitting the portal, and he will head to Virginia to play for the Cavaliers. Davis appeared in eight games along the defensive line for the Gamecocks this past season, recording four tackles. Uh, Josh Landry, who was a six foot one, two hundred eighty five pound defensive tackle at Baylor, he has announced a commitment to Missouri. He was a three star class uh, recruit in the class of twenty eighteen. Became a starter in 2020 at Baylor. Made 12 tackles with a sack. His playing time dipped last year, so he decided to enter the portal, and he is going to go play for Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri Tigers. Meanwhile, Chris Sheeran developed into a contributor on special teams his freshman year at Mizzou in 2019. He opted out of 2020 due to COVID. Returned to the Tigers last year, but played sparingly as a backup in the secondary. He has announced... He is transferring to UConn. So Chris Sheeran from Missouri going to UConn. And then lastly, Jack Abraham onto his fourth college team, former Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, and Mississippi State quarterback. Remember, he was with the Bulldogs last year. He will initially join Mizzou as a walk-on with a chance to earn a scholarship for this season. It's his seventh season in college football. He said, look, whether or not a scholarship works out, that's not what I'm coming for. I'm coming for the opportunity to compete and play at the next level. It's not a bad spot. I mean, you got Brady Cook and Tyler Macon there. They bring in freshman Sam Horn. But, man, so many people thought, you know, Mizzou was in on Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. They were in on JT Daniels from Georgia. They were in on Jerry Bohannon from Baylor. None of them ended up with Mizzou. Jaden Daniels went to LSU. JT Daniels went to West Virginia. And Jerry Bohannon went to USF. Maybe this is a spot for Jack Abraham to earn, earn a spot with Brady Cook and Tyler Macon, very young, very inexperienced. Jack Abraham may be a spot to earn the quarterback job at Mizzou. There you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference with transfers and everything else. When we come back, I did want to squeeze in a basketball nugget as the NBA draft is just about a month away and a lot of SEC names getting thrown around in the first round in some of these mock drafts. We'll tell you who is expected to go in the first round. We'll get to that in just a second. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why would you endure pointless and intimidating questions with the person behind the counter when all they're going to be doing is typing into the computer looking up the parts that you need? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Uh, Some people save 30%, 50%, even 100%. Uh, when they go to Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their price is reliably low for every customer, and they got everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you're right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, Visit rockauto.com. Going along here, Locked On SEC. And we just had the draft lottery. Figure out who's going to be picking at the top. 
of the 2022 NBA draft. That is coming in a little over a month. going to take place June 23rd in Brooklyn. But between now and then, still have a deadline for players to remove their names from the class and return to their school. June 1st is that deadline. Of course, you have the upcoming NBA scouting combine as well. This week, CBS sports analyst Kyle Boone, he put together his latest mock draft, and he has six SEC players going in round one. Uh, up at the top, he's got Jabari Smith from Auburn going fourth overall. He hasn't mocked to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Look, I think it's a lock. Jabari's going top four. I think four seems low. I think one is possible, two is possible, three is possible. It's basically you've got Jaden Ivey from Purdue. You've got Chet Holmgren at Gonzaga. you got Paolo Banchero from Duke. And you got Jabari Smith from Auburn. And I've read some comps and some of the uh, NBA scouts and experts. A lot of people think Jabari Smith kind of reminds them a little bit of Kevin Durant coming out of Texas. Now, understand what I'm saying here. Not Kevin Durant right now. Not Kevin Durant, the guy who's been in the league for 15 years and tearing it up and winning NBA championships and all that kind of stuff. But coming out of Texas, Kevin Durant was very raw. He could shoot the ball seemingly from anywhere, but he developed his body, developed and all that. Some people think that's what Jabari Smith is right now. Great ball handler, can shoot all over the court. Can he develop into that big-time scorer, that big-time threat that Kevin Durant has become? Maybe. But um, Jabari Smith, locked to go top four. And this mock draft, I'm going fourth, I I just feel low. I think he's better projected one, two, or three. But we shall see. Coming at number five, they have Shaden Sharp, the guard from Kentucky. Have him mocked to the Indiana Pacers. Obviously, (laughs) Shaden Sharp never played at Kentucky. He was (laughs) one of the highly uh, titled recruits and rolled early, got there uh, right at the start of the spring, and sat on the bench for Kentucky. Never got in. But uh, NBA scouts and everybody still love him. They think he's going to be great. So it's funny. They're going to introduce him at arenas across the country and say, out of Kentucky, six foot whatever, Shaden Sharp, guy who never really played for Kentucky. Will be interesting. Number seven on the list, a guy who did play at Kentucky, who was very good at Kentucky, Ty Ty Washington. He has him slated to go seventh overall in his mock draft to the Sacramento Kings. Then you got to go down a little bit on the borderline edge of the end of the lottery. And Tari Eason from LSU, they have uh, slated going 15th overall. The forward headed to the Charlotte Hornets. And the back end of the first, a couple of guys who uh, we came to know this year. Well, one guy who's been around a couple years, one guy who's new to the SEC, Kennedy Chandler, guard out of Tennessee. They have him going 24th overall to the Milwaukee Bucks. And then rounding out the first round, Walker Kessler. Uh, Jabari Smith's teammate at Auburn, the big man, the center, who was blocking shots, pulling out rebounds left and right. They have him projected 29th overall to the Memphis Grizzlies. So, again, uh, I think Jabari Smith slated fourth overall is very low on this list. I think he goes one, two, or three. And uh, all the rest, I think, is a pretty good bet. Shane Sharp, he could fall just because of unprovenness, where some of these other guys we actually saw in college. Tate Washington could be a little high at seven. I've heard, I've seen mocks that have him lower. Uh, Kennedy Chandler, I've even seen mocks that have him going 14, 15, 16, not as low as 24. So take what you will with that. But again, SEC going to have six guys or possibly more going in the first round of the NBA draft coming up next month. A couple other notes, just uh, talking SEC basketball. Mississippi State starting a new era, moving on from Ben Howland to Chris Jans. Several players entered the transfer portal, but 
On Monday, walk-on guard Justin Rumpf became the latest Bulldog to remove his name from the transfer portal, so he is coming back. And then on Monday, Mississippi State small forward DJ Jeffries removed his name from the portal. So Mississippi State starting to get some of these guys back. We're seeing this across the SEC. A lot of these guys who threw their names in the portal, whether it's just talking with the new coach to figure out what their role is going to be, being told, hey, look, it's a lot easier for you to just stay here and uh, continue the momentum here. You're already accustomed with our campus and everything here. Stay here. And I also think some of it could be an NIL deal. You know, somebody coming along and saying, look, we'll give you an NIL deal if you stick around here and uh, keep this basketball program rolling. So seeing it all across the uh, the conference and uh, wouldn't be surprised if it's happening uh, here and there with a lot of SEC basketball players. And there you have it. That is the latest. We've caught you all the way up on everything going on around the SEC. I am Chris Gordy. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Uh, now go make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts around the Locked On Podcast Network. We got Locked On Bulldogs. We got Locked On Ole Miss. We got Locked On Razorbacks. Just about every school covered. Locked On Kentucky. Tons of great podcasts. Go check them out wherever you get your podcast. I'm Chris Gordy. Talk to you guys later this week right here on Locked On SEC. Have a great day, everybody.